Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Hope everybody is having a good um, holy week, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later on. Um, This is going to be a shorter show. Um, There's not a lot of sports news to talk about other than baseball and a little hint of basketball and um, we've got a, a few questions and then we will end, uh, we're going to end with something different besides the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. So let's jump into it. Baseball is currently playing right now. They are down three to one to TCU. Um, this is game three of this three game series in Fort Worth and, uh, tech has lost the first two games. So, it's not been a good um, good run right now with Tech. They're at the top of the sixth right now. So um, this is also on top of what happened on Tuesday when Tech lost to Oklahoma and Amarillo. And, you know, Tech's having some struggles. Um, you know, the, you, don't have, you don't have batters stepping up. Um, you know, your, your pitching is not holding the, the way it should. And it's just been, it's been a rough go these, these last few games, you know, does this mean tech season is over? No, they've, they, you know, they still have time to get, get it right. You've got a pretty important series next weekend in Lubbock against West Virginia. And then you've got Baylor, which I think you can get right with Baylor uh, pretty good, pretty easily. And, and win that series, um, and then you've got the Oklahoma schools uh, to end Big 12 play with. So you, you've, you've got some time to get right. Um, and you have some time to, you know, get, get yourself in a position to um, be on that, you know, at hopefully at least the top 16 seeds, which will enable you to host at least a regional. Um, and I think top eight seed is still in play. Um, now, the Big 12 championship, uh probably not in play anymore um you know i think you're gonna have you're gonna need some help meaning you're gonna need to have some teams lose around you um you still have oklahoma state on the schedule which i think right now is the de facto uh, favorites to win the big 12 um and you know you you still have that series win over texas at the beginning of the big 12 season that is has been obviously very beneficial so um, but season's not over yet, but you, you know, you've got to get yourself in a position to get right. You've got a pretty easy series coming up here in the midweek against New Mexico. It's in Albuquerque, which funny things tend to happen in Albuquerque, but I think, you know, Tech should easily uh, win those two games. And then, you know, you get an opportunity, I think, to get right against West Virginia as well. West Virginia um, has played a very easy schedule. And so their their record is a bit deceptive, um, but you know the 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 big weaknesses of this tech team right now. I think number one is you don't have a third starter. You don't have a solid third starting pitcher. Um, you know Morris and Birdsall um, typically are very reliable. When they're not, your middle relief is a little suspect as well. Um, the other big weakness I think this tech baseball team has is they they have they have very long periods of time where they just the the bats disappear 
um, and they, they tend to disappear in, in opportune times. Um, you know, we've seen that quite a bit this weekend against TCU where the, the bats have disappeared. And then also, you're, you're, you know, this week, this series weekend, especially, you've had a lot of batters or runners stranded um, on base. And, you, you, you know, that's just not a good formula to win games. You know, you cannot strand base runners and expect to win a lot of games. So there's a lot. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's all fixable, but, you know, this Tech team's got to get right pretty quickly um, or they're going – they're not going to miss the NCAA tournament, but you're going to put yourself in a position where you are going to have to travel – for the regional and not host. And I think at the very minimum for this team to be successful in the NCAA tournament, they need to at least be able to host a regional. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens, but uh, a very frustrating set of games this, this last week with Texas Tech. So we'll, we'll just kind of stay tuned with them. Uh, basketball, um, you know, obviously since the commitment last week from Demarion Williams, we have not had uh, any more further commitments. Um, you know, McCuller did hire an agent for the NBA, um, which n- normally in past in the past would have meant he is now ineligible. Um, but he hired a one of the I guess in the NCAA you've got some agents that you can retain your amateur status, and so he hired one of those. And so the, the, there is still a potential um, for him to come back to tech. I, I, I'm leaning further away from him coming back. I, I think he does choose to come back to college. I think he probably ends up in the transfer portal, potentially ending up at, at University of Houston with Kyler Edwards, who I also think will return to college next year. So um, I don't, I don't, I think it's going to be less than 50% chance of McCuller coming back. Um, then you've got Kevin O'Banner. We're still not, haven't heard anything from him yet, um, whether or not he chooses to come back. So kind of stay tuned on that. Um, you had a player from Indiana State that visited the campus this this weekend. Let me look up his name real quick. Behind the scenes of the Chris Carpenter Show. <laughs> so uh anyway yeah he was he was visiting and yeah let's Tyreek Key is his name he was he was in Lubbock this uh over the last few days um I think Tech has a very strong chance to get to get him and then you've got the the post player from Utah Valley State I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his name um Tech is in the in the finalists um also with the University of Texas and some other programs, Washington, I think, is also in there, and I think you've got a good, good chance of getting him as well. If you, if you look in on his Twitter feed, he has liked a lot of posts uh, from uh, Tech players, Tech fans, uh, po- positive Texas Tech posts. I just hope he doesn't go to Texas. That would be uh, that's my default. I'd love for him to come here, but hopefully he doesn't go to Texas. So, you know, continue to stay tuned with the transfer portal. It's Going to continue to heat up. Um, and then the other big news this week with basketball was basketball was able to replace uh, Dalvin Hester. And they're bringing in Al Pinkins. He was part of Beard's staff um, a few years ago. He's been an assistant at Florida 
this season, this last season. So um, he knows this area, knows Texas Tech football, uh, football, Texas Tech basketball program very well. And, you know, I think it's a pretty good, pretty good addition. So um, that's really all the big sports news this week. I know the NBA playoffs began, but I've been very clear on this podcast before my view of the NBA. I, you know, here's my prediction. Uh, I don't know who's going to win, and I don't care. Um, so, and there hadn't been a lot of really other movement this week on any of the other sports. Um, you know, Tech football will have their spring game next Saturday. Um, I'm actually not going to be able to make it to the spring game. Um, I'm going to be doing something. Uh, got another engagement during that time period, but uh, you know, should be fun. It'll be interesting to see how the spring games under Joey McGuire differ from the spring games under Matt Wells. I went to the one last year and um, stayed stayed for about an hour. The stayed for through the first half and then uh, just. It really was not fun to watch. Spring games are, you know, they're they're hit or miss. Honestly, um, it's it should be just a giant party and a giant infomercial for your football program. And I don't think necessarily last year's spring game was like that. So, but we'll see. Um, you know, McGuire got another commit today, and currently the twenty uh, to, uh, this current recruiting class is number one. So. I, I, it's not going to finish number one. It may not even finish the top 10, but, you know, Joey McGuire and his staff are doing a lot of work and they're nailing some, nailing down some big time uh, um, commitments. And that's what, that's what this uh, program has needed, especially getting back into the state of Texas and bringing those players in and, and really making Texas Tech the destination for uh, if you're a Texas high school football star. And I think Joey McGuire is doing that. So. Anyway, that's that's really it with the sports news. Um, we'll go ahead and take a break, and then when we come back, I've got some viewer questions. And welcome back to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. It's now time for listener questions. And again, the best way to submit your listener questions is to follow the official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter Show, which is at... The C Carp Show. We just crossed over into almost 250 followers um, in the last couple of weeks. It's been really great. And, um, you know, you can direct message me, or I usually post a tweet a few hours before I record, letting you know that I plan on recording. And you can submit, uh, reply to that tweet and submit questions that way. Um, so, our first question is uh, from Ian from Plainview. And he wanted me to comment on the passing of Dwayne Haskins. Um, yeah, um, this happened last Saturday. Um, obviously, a huge tragedy. Um, you know, Dwayne Haskins uh, played Ohio State uh, football. He was quarterback there. Um, you know, was drafted by the the Washington Redskins, and um, then ended up at the Steelers. I don't really want to comment on his football career because um, I th- I honestly don't think that part matters um, you know in a, in a tragedy like this I think what matters is um, you know it's it's just a very uh, sad tragedy and you know you've got a someone lost their life and it sounds like a very tragic accident you know this was someone that you know had you know had a family and just a very sad uh, sad situation and so you know prayers go up uh, from us to the uh, to the Haskins family, and just 
you know, life, and we're going to talk about this more later, but life is, life is very precious and, you know, live each day as if it's going to be your last. So, um, good question, Ian from Plainview. Um, we've got Bart from Culver City. What did you think of the new Moon Knight show? So Moon Knight is the new Marvel show on Disney+. Plus. Um, it started a few weeks ago. I think it's on episode three or four. I, I don't really care for it, to be honest with you. It's not one of my favorites of the Marvel uh, TV series. Probably my number one is of Marvel TV series. I'd probably put uh, you know, the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier number one. And then probably the second one, if you're looking for a recommend, I would put is the What If series. Um, it's it's animated, but I really enjoyed those two. Moon Knight, not uh, I don't enjoy it as much. So I'd probably give a thumbs down to Moon Knight. So we've got Kevin from Lumpkin. I don't know where Lumpkin is. Uh, I'll have to ask Kevin. What does the recruiting being done by McGuire, Adams, and Tadlock say about the myth that you just can't recruit to Lubbock? I would also add the recruiting done by Wes Kitley um, and, you know, the other other coaches as well, Greg Sands and golf, um, the tennis coach, and his name escapes me, uh, Tony Greystone in volleyball. But, yeah, um, I think that it, I think it's a myth that you can't recruit to Lubbock, and and I, I think unfortunately there you know you know people that live in Lubbock. There are some people that live in Lubbock that have perpetuated that myth. Um, you know, Lubbock is a great place to live, and I think Lubbock is a great location for any athlete. Um, you're really not that far away from the major cities. Yeah, you're not like you know, one. You know, you, you know it's not like. Austin, where you're smack dab in the middle, and you know you've got this massive city surrounding you, which I wouldn't want to live there, but I guess some people like that. But you know, Lubbock, you know, you're 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 close. I mean, heading to Dallas is not that far away. Oklahoma City, not that far away. El Paso, not that far away. You know, even heading into the hill country, really not that far away. You're like five hours away. Um, some people say, "Oh, that's a long ways." I really don't think so, but. Um, yeah, I, I think that, I think they're, they're shattering that myth. Um, you know, and Texas tech, there are, there are still too many Texas tech fans that have this belief that Texas tech is a have not school. And that's just simply not true. Texas tech is a have school. Um, you look at what, uh, what we've done the last couple of years with the basketball program, um, building the Womble practice facility. Uh, you know, the USA is one of the best arenas in the big 12, and, you know, you look at baseball is about to uh, break ground. I think they're in the process of building a brand new clubhouse um, and then football as well. You know, Texas Tech is a have program. And, and I think the problem has been you, you've had coaches um, in, in some of the sports through the years that had this attitude of, well, we just have to make do with what we can get. And I, I just don't I just simply don't think that's true. I think you you know, when you get somebody to come to Lubbock and make an official visit, I think they, a lot of times they're going to fall in love with this place. And, you know, I think the, the our current crop of coaches has certainly done a really good job of that. And I think you've seen the results on the field, certainly in basketball and baseball, uh, you know, in track and field and golf. And I, and I truly believe, um, you know, we We've we've got we are going to be building a good thing with Joey McGuire and um, and I think we're going to get we're going to get football uh, turned around and I, I think McGuire was 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 an 
awesome hire um, on on the part of Kirby uh, to bring in. So um, I just it's a myth, you know. It is not hard to recruit to Lubbock. Um, it's hard to recruit to Lubbock when you have the mindset that it's hard to recruit to Lubbock. And I think our current crop of coaches don't have that mindset, and that's why we're seeing the success that we are seeing. So a good question from uh, Kevin from Lumpkin. All right, we've got Sam from Terlingua. If you could appear as an extra in any Star Trek TV series throughout history, which would you choose? I would probably say The Next Generation. Um, that was the first Star Trek I was exposed to was, was The Next Generation. And I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. There's a lot of the original series that is borderline unwatchable, in my opinion. Um, and that's that. some people would think that's blasphemous as a Star Trek fan to say. But there were some, there were some really bad original series episodes. There were some bad Next Generation episodes, but not as many, I would say. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say the next generation, you know, be an extra on the enterprise, you know? Uh, so yeah, definitely next generation. All right. We've got, uh, Elizabeth from Farley and she is asking, who do you think will be a breakout star for tech football this year? That's a really good question. Um, you know, I, I am very interested to see what is going to happen with the quarterback situation. Um, it, it all indications seem to be that Tyler Shuck uh, is going to be the starter. I, I'm a bit surprised by that. I thought Donovan Smith did uh, did really well um, last year in his starts. Um, you know, Tyler Shuck, uh, I would I would have given him a grade of incomplete. Um, you know, what could have been without the injuries. Um, and so we'll see. I, I think potentially you could obviously break out with the with the quarterback. Um, you know, Chadarius Townsend and um, you know our other running backs. I could see them being breakouts. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know what's going to happen. Um, but I, I don't necessarily have a specific player that's a breakout star right now. Um, what I'm what I'm interested in seeing is the quarterback play, and then I'm also interested in seeing uh, is the offensive line going to improve from last year because that to me that was tech's biggest weakness was the offensive line um are they going to be better this year i hope i certainly hope so and i think they will be i'm i'm you know i was really stoked when they hired a, a Stephen hamby to be the offensive line coach because you know i th- i think you know let's we need to get back to those early 2000s offensive line that were you know physical and and could really you know punch defenses in the mouth figuratively not literally people so good questions uh we got one more question or no we got two more questions we've got are the are the days of four-year players in college basketball really behind us and that is diane from Ensenal. i don't know where that's at um i think yeah obviously they are um i think we're definitely way past four-year uh players i mean your smaller schools will have that but I think even within your smaller schools, and you're already seeing this, you're not going to see a, a player stay all four years at the same university. They will enter the transfer portal. Um, your mid-major conference, mid-major uh, teams, they're basically right now they're a farm system for the for the the bigger the bigger teams, bigger conference teams. So no, I I think players playing for four years is gone. Um, overall so all right one last question we've got toby from lubbock uh, toby he's a fine young man and 
Why do Star Trek films generally underperform at the box office compared to Star Wars films? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons behind this. Um, I think you're, you've got a, um, a smaller fan base of Star Trek fans than Star Wars fans. Um, Star Wars movies tend to appeal more to the masses than Star Trek movies. You know, um, I think both franchises have had duds as movies and TV shows too, quite frankly. Um, you know, but I think Star Wars, there's a, there's a higher segment of Star Wars fans. I think what's also helped Star Wars, especially in the last few years, is being owned by Disney and having the Disney marketing machine behind it. Star Trek, um, there's, there's been ownership issues um, for a good period of time in the 2000s. Uh, the TV shows were owned by CBS and the movies were owned by Paramount. They were two separate companies at that point. They're all back together, but I, you know, I think Paramount is not as skilled at marketing and advertising as Disney has, even on their own streaming service. Uh, you know, Paramount Plus has had some major mistakes, PR mistakes made. You have you have not necessarily seen that uh, with Disney Plus with the marketing mistakes. So. Um, you know, and I just, you know, I think Star Wars, it's, it's a more action blow up, blow them up movie that appeals to the masses more than Star Trek does. So it's okay though. I start, I like Star Trek better and that's the way it's going to be. So, uh, good questions this week. Again, if you ever want to ask a listener question, all you need to do is you need to, you need to follow the official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter Show, which is at the C Carp Show. You can either direct message me or you can reply to the tweet on questions and I will get to your questions. All right, we are going to take a break. And when I come back, we're not going to do a tip of the week. We're going to do something um, different. So I'll be back in a minute. All right, and welcome back to the Chris Carpenter Show. Um, so we're not going to do a tip of the week this week, and, and the reason is um, it's it's been a tough week um, for the Carpenter family. Um, you know, my aunt Carol, um, who avid listener to this podcast, but um, also uh, someone I've mentioned before, uh, she passed away on Thursday, and I want to just talk a little bit about her, and you know, just give give my listeners kind of a glimpse into. Uh, the type of person that that my aunt Carol was. So, um, my aunt Carol, uh, when I was younger, she lived in Detroit, Michigan, and so we 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 saw her during the holidays. But she would call a lot on the phone, and she would always call like you know in the morning before we left for school, and it was always exciting, you know, when she called because you know we got to talk to her, we got to tell her everything that's going on, and um, you know, like I said, she would come for Christmas and. I think I mentioned this before on, on a previous podcast, but you know, her arrival was kind of the, that's when you knew Christmas was near. Um, she would, she would come and she would stay a, a long time, I think even up to like two weeks. And so she would come and that was, I mean, it was so exciting. We would go to the airport and, um, I remember thinking in my head, you know, when I did do the Christmas countdown, there was the Christmas countdown, but then there was also the countdown to when's aunt Carol going to get here. And so, we we would always go to the airport, and this was pre nine eleven, so we could actually go to the gate, and um, you know 
actually get to pick her up and see her. And, um, you know, it was, you knew Christmas was here when Aunt Carol showed up and you knew it was holiday fun was about to commence. Um, you know, I talked about on a previous podcast, you know, during the Christmas season, you know, we would go to, we'd go to the movies a lot. You know, there were day, there were days that we even went to like three movies in one day. Um, and it was just going to the movies with Aunt Carol was always fun. Um, you know, we, we would, uh, clap with the candy band. Um, you know, one time she got stuck, she got like her jacket stuck on one of the seats. This was when like Tinseltown first opened, um, you know, but, and we would go to, I mean, we went to the dollar, the dollar theaters, by the way, why did they get rid of those were awesome, but we would go to like the dollar movie theaters and it was just, oh, it was just so much fun. And we would play, and she would always have my grandma's Torino, uh, which is an older car. And we would play demolition derby in the Torino. And so she would make these noises, like, you know, when we'd go down the highway and, you know, my brother and I, we would just, we thought that was like the greatest thing ever. Um, so, you know, um, and I remember one time, you know, she, when she left to go back home, you know, after Christmas was over and that was always sad by the way, cause it was like, oh, Christmas is now over cause Aunt Carol's leaving. Um, but one time, you know, we got to go all the way to the gate and, you know, she got on the plane and she was a, I, we, we saw her waving from the airplane. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever that we got to see her waving on the airplane. So, um, you know, she eventually moved, uh, to El Paso when she retired and, you know, she really helped take care of my grandparents. And I, I actually, when she moved to El Paso, I was had already left for college. Um, but you know, did get to see her. I did get to see her a lot more. Like she would host Thanksgiving and I, you know, she made like the best, like Thanksgiving, like hall, like she was, it was awesome. And, and we would go to her house for Thanksgiving and the football games were always on. Uh, you know, she always had the lions game on and cause she, she's from Detroit and she, uh, so she kind of liked the lions, but she also, she indulged my love of the Cowboys as well. Uh, so, you know, so we got to see her a lot more. Um, you know, she was just, she's, she was always very helpful with my grandparents. And then also when my dad got sick, uh, she, you know, stepped, stepped up as well. And, um, she did eventually move to Florida because that's where, you know, my cousin Kathy, her daughter and my, you know, my cousin Sydney live and, and you spent the, you know, the last 12 years there and, um, still got to talk to her a lot on the phone. Uh, I always tried to call her on Saturdays and visit with her. And, and a lot of the times it was, you know, we would, we would uh, update on survivor. We were both mega survivor fans, uh, and big brother. That was kind of our guilty pleasures was, was those two things, um, she was, you know, she got into Texas Tech with me and was, you know, avid Texas Tech supporter and watched them as well. And, um, you know, just very sad um, to see see her, you know, pass away. Um, you know, uh, the best gift that she's given us as a family is we know where she's at. And, you know she was a, she's a believer. She was, well, I still think she's, she is a believer, you know, she's just now in in heaven. Um, and she, she knew where she was going and, 
you know, when you're, when you know where your loved one's going to be at the end of life, that's, uh, that's a precious gift. And, um, you know, I just ask for prayers for our family. You know, if you could pray, you know, specifically for my, my mom and, and my, my two aunts, uh, that, are, that are, they're here, you know, um, just pray for them, pray for my cousin, Kathy and Sydney and, and Mark is Kathy's, uh, husband, uh, just pray for comfort for them. Um, but you know, Aunt Carol, I'm, I'm going to miss you. Um, you know, I know you're not gone cause you're always going to be in my heart and there's going to be so many things that I see or smell or hear and I'll think of you. So, um, thank you, Aunt Carol. And, you know, I hope everybody has a good week.